Good morning. Let's turn to John 18. John chapter 18. Now when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth from his disciples over the ravine of the Kidron, where, he, where there was a garden, into which he himself entered his disciples. Now Judas also, who was betraying him, knew the place, for Jesus had often met there with his disciples. Judas then, having received the Roman cohort and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all the things that were coming upon him, went forth and said to them, Whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus the Nazarene, and he said, I am he. And Judas also, who was betraying him, was standing with them. When therefore he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, therefore, he asked them, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus the Nazarene. Uh, Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way, that the word uh, might be fulfilled, which he spoke, of those whom thou hast given me, I lost not one. Simon Peter, therefore, having a sword, drew it and struck the high uh, high priest's slave and cut off his right ear, and the slave's name was Malchus. Jesus, therefore, said to Peter, Put the sword into the sheath, the cup which the Father has given me, uh, shall I not drink it? So the Roman cohort and the commander and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him, and led him first to Annas, uh, led him to Annas first, for he was father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jews that it was expedient for one man to die on behalf of the people. And Simon Peter was following Jesus, and so was another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and entered with Jesus into the court of the high priest. But Peter was standing at the door outside, so the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the doorkeeper and brought in Peter. The slave girl, therefore, who kept the door, said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? And he said, I am not. Now the slaves and the officers were standing there, having made a charcoal fire, for it was cold, and they were warming themselves. And Peter also was with them, standing and warming himself. The high priest, therefore, questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all uh, the Jews come together, and I spoke nothing in secret. Why do you question me? Question those who have heard what I spoke to them. Behold, these know what I said. And when he had said this, one of the officers standing by gave Jesus a blow, saying, Is that the way you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken wrongly, bear witness to the wrong, but if rightly, why do you strike me? Annas therefore sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They said therefore to him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, being a relative of the one whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter therefore denied it again, and immediately a cock crowed. They led Jesus therefore from Caiaphas into the praetorium, and it was early, and they themselves did not enter into the praetorium in order they might not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. Pilate therefore went out of them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If this man were not an evildoer, he would not have delivered him up to you. Pilate therefore said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews Jews said to him, We are not permitted to put anyone to death. And the word of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke signifying by what kind of death he was about to die. Pilate therefore entered again into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? The Jesus answered, Are you saying this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests delivered you up to me. What have you done? 
Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting, that I might not be delivered up to the Jews. As it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Pilate therefore said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him. But you have a custom that I should release someone for you at the Passover. Do you wish then that I release for you the king of the Jews? Therefore they cried out again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a liar. Amen. Um, So uh, chapter 18, uh, you know, it's the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, Interesting, John actually doesn't write any part of what happens in Gethsemane, how the other guys fell asleep on him, uh, those things. But it's probably because John instead includes the high priestly prayer uh, that was chapter 17 here. And so um, the story kind of turns back to Judas. Um, John, out of all the Gospels, he omits the kiss, you know, that that Jesus, uh, um, that, that, you know, he comes to Judas and, offers a kiss, probably because it's probably too painful for John uh, to recount this incident. And so Judas is accompanied uh, by two, two different groups of people, three different groups of people. He's accompanied by uh, the priests, um, uh, the religious leaders. He's accompanied by the temple police. Um, and then he's accompanied by the Roman cohort. And the Roman cohort, uh, um, or, it's, or the word spira, um, is... Uh, um, uh, possibly anywhere from 200 to 600 soldiers. So this, this is a pretty big army that comes to arrest Jesus. Uh, they're heavily armed uh, because they're expecting a fight. Um, but notice what happens. When they come, Jesus actually walks up to them. And so he, he, res- he responds. Uh, uh, he says, basically, who do you seek? And they say, Jesus. And then he uses the, the ancient terminology, right, I am he, going all the way back to the great I am. And so again, he's claiming deity. So you'll notice it says, uh, the text says, so they fall back uh, and then some fell to the ground. And so what that meaning is, as soon as, as, soon as the Roman cohort, they hear, I'm the one, right? They don't understand all the religious terminology. They fall back into kind of military array. And so they, they fall back and they're ready to fight. The, the religious leaders fall back because they're appalled that he used the divine name. Right? The, the whole idea of, you know, you're calling yourself God, the I am. And you could imagine the religious, <gasps> you know, they kind of like have a, a, a tantrum and they fall back in this way. Remember, uh, this, this is the, the unspeakable name, uh, which is translated uh, I am. I am. He or I am. Remember from Exodus 3? It says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, the I am has sent me to you. And so that, that kind of explains uh, the reaction. And so they, they, he says it again, and again they fall back uh, into this place. Uh, and then they come and uh, they uh, arrest Jesus. Now Peter cuts off the ear of Malchus, uh, we, 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 we know it's, it's, it's Malchus uh, in this way. Uh, and uh, uh, one of the early church fathers, uh, Clement of Alexandria, 
he says that uh, um, you know John used to sell fish in his in this town uh, where uh, you know this high priest is, and that's why later on John is able to enter into the high priest's home. Uh, uh, is because he actually knows his family. He used to sell them fish, so he knows Malchus, and, and so uh, so you know uh, Peter. I think Peter was going for the guy's throat. But instead, he moves, so he just ends up just cutting off his ear. John omits the miracle in the other Gospels that Jesus actually put the ear back, which would have been a pretty astounding miracle, uh, you know what I mean? And, and, and especially with the Romans, you know, looking at this, but, but he doesn't include this uh, in this place. And so um, only John actually tells a story uh, that he goes into Annas' home. Annas was probably the most powerful man in Israel, so Annas, if you notice, it says he was a high priest, and then Caiaphas is a high priest. And so how does that work? You, you can't have two high priests. That's exactly the situation. Annas is actually the legitimate high priest, right? Uh, this is uh, uh, um, uh, governed by God. The Romans would set up their own puppet in this way uh, to be uh, basically the high priest. Um, and so uh, they, you know, I mean, they just, they go through those so many times. But Annas actually... Uh, has, has, has been there for a long time. In fact, five of his sons and Caiaphas, who is his son-in-law, uh, and then uh, actually even one of his grandsons will serve as the high priest. So you just think that, okay, the Romans have, have put up their high priest, uh, but Annas is the real high priest. And this, whatever this is, is just a puppet right, of, of what's going on there. And the Romans probably didn't choose or... or legitimize Annas because he's too powerful. He's too old. They can't control him, but they can control his sons uh, and so on and so forth. And so uh, as we continue on, we get back to, to Peter and Peter, Peter's denial that happens. So if you remember, John is allowed into the courtyard. Peter's outside um, standing at the door. Uh, John kind of seems to know the girl, talks to her, which allows Peter to walk in. Um, and, but, you know, John, you notice, he's not afraid to associate with Jesus in front of people. Uh, it's a, not an issue with him, but Peter is. And so when he simply, she simply asks him, remember, there's a slave girl, are you a disciple? And it's the first one. He says no. And uh, this, this denial of, of, of his you know, uh, places him basically into this fire. And just take note, it's a charcoal fire. We'll touch this later on in chapter 21, and we'll see the significance of this. And, and John will, will, will begin to, uh, uh, to really talk about Peter's restoration through this fire. Uh, so now we go back to Annas. Um, uh, Jesus responds to the question by actually confronting them with the illegitimacy of his arrest. And so he, uh, uh, particularly, you know, the hypocrisy of him being arrested covertly, uh, that's, that's just not right. And remember, the whole reason why they did that is so they could enjoy the Passover feast. I mean, it's just really crazy, the hypocrisy that's been laid out here. And so he, he's making a point of law, right? And then Jesus is struck in the face, which is actually illegal. And so, I mean, just, just think of the craziness of the situation they are doing something illegal. Jesus confronts their illegal behavior, and then he gets struck in the face, which is illegal. 
Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's just crazy. And they, these guys, the hypocrisy, they just allow this to take place. And so um, in, uh, from verse 25, uh, we see that John takes us back to Peter. And so he's warming himself, and then he denies him two times, and then he denies him a third time. Um, uh, there's other, other passages um, in, uh, um, uh, in Matthew uh, I'm sorry, it's that Luke actually shares that this heartbreaking story that precisely when he denied him, then his, his gaze caught Jesus' gaze. And uh, uh, you know, only Luke adds that section, but the gazing, it says Jesus was gazing at him, uh, and the particular word is the same word that Jesus used in John 1 when he calls Peter. It's this loving gaze. Uh, that he offers, and obviously it causes uh, Peter to weep, and he, and he leaves, and, um, and, then, and then we'll catch him in, in 21 later on. And so the, the Jews uh, take Jesus uh, to the praetorium uh, early in the morning. They're kind of done finishing uh, their interrogation. They're really finding nothing wrong with him. Um, and then the Romans uh, basically take over, and then we get introduced to Pilate. Pilate is a, a pretty interesting character. You know, we know that he was in office from about A.D. 26 to A.D. 36. Um, uh, by this time, and you, this kind of explains Pilate's behavior, um, he's had a lot of run-ins with the Jews. So Pilate attains his position because of a patron, uh, a very wealthy, influential political leader uh, named uh, uh, Sejanus. Sejanus is an anti-Semite. Uh, Sejanus hates Jewish people, um, and but uh, S- but Sejanus um, had a plot actually to kill Tiberius, you know Caesar, and that plot was found out. Uh, Sejanus was was killed; he was executed, and so Pilate is in hot water. So he's in hot water with Rome because of his association with Sejanus, and he's in hot water with the Jewish community because. He had, he had committed a few atrocities, uh, particularly to the Samaritans and other groups of people. And so he, he's, he's in like a really, really difficult uh, political situation, uh, unfortunately, during this time. And so that, that kind of gives us an idea of the background. He, he, he doesn't want to do anything that upsets Rome, right? And, and he sees an uprising happening here. At the same time, he doesn't want to do anything that really upsets Jewish people either. And so, he, so he's in a really tough pickle. And so he basically says, okay, just, I just, let's just release him, right? And then uh, that's kind of appeasing Rome. Uh, but then uh, the people say, no, 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 we, we don't want that. We want to kill him uh, in this way. Uh, interesting enough, uh, there's um, um, uh, eventually Tiberius will call um, um, uh, Pilate back to Rome, and he'll never make it there. And some of the historians have said he killed himself on the way because he was he was basically called back, basically to be executed by Tiberius. And so that's kind of the end of Pilate. Interestingly enough, if you've ever gone to Israel, uh, you know that for a long time people used to say right that this whole uh, gospel narrative is false. Because they can't find any evidence of someone named Pilate. And then in, in Caesarea Philippi, uh, you know, doing some excavation and some digging, they found all these uh, uh, stone 
um, uh, kind of tablets and writings uh, with the name Pilate. And so that kind of you know, ended that argument, right? And, and you, you, should know, you should know and understand this. There has never been an archaeological discovery that has ever contradicted the Scriptures. There, there, there are clearly some parts of the Scriptures that are kind of unfound in history, but as we, as we dig in more, as we find more you know, uh, 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 tablets, as we find more documents, as we find more things, right, it's, it's very clear. And this is a true statement. There's not one archaeological evidence that has ever contradicted the Bible. And so we, we see how, how accurate the Scriptures are. You know, and the more people find out, right, the, the more trust that we can actually have uh, in the Scriptures. And, you know, and the headstone of Pilate is, is one of those things that was found. And, and I say in Israel because if you go to Caesarea Philippi, you, you, you could actually, uh, not, no, no, it's not Caesarea Philippi, it's, it's, uh, um, I forgot what city it is, but it's by the sea. I think it's just Caesarea. And if you go to Caesarea, you can see actually they have a copy of, of that stone uh, that's there for display, actually right by the water. It's actually quite nice. And so... Um, uh, so then Pilate, this is, this is like a, what I call like the million-dollar question. Look at verse 38. Then Pilate said to him, what is truth? This is like not only the question here, this is a question of the ages even now. Like people, like for, truth is relative to people now, right? Truth is their own truth. And he asked the question, what is truth? Which is a great question. But then look what he does. And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him. I mean, think about what happened here. He asked the question, very good question, what is truth? And then he walks away. He's standing in front of the one who is the truth. Remember, he says, I am the the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, he's standing in front of truth. Uh, you know, for, for what, how grand that means, he asked the, the brilliant question, what is truth? And then he doesn't bother to stick around for the answer. You know, and Jesus has answered every question that he's asked. And he just, I mean, I'm just, just thinking of this like lost opportunity. He asked the question, what is truth? And then he walks away. It, it's actually kind of really astounding uh, to, to see this. Uh, and then uh, um, he, he basically releases uh, Barabbas, and the next chapter takes us to the cross. So let's close our eyes. I'm going to try to make a connection, okay? So it may or may not be that successful, but something to think about. You know, Peter denies Jesus three times, and he, he fails to associate himself with the Christ. I wonder how many times we've also done the same thing. I wonder how many times we've been embarrassed of our association with Christ or his church. You know, when we're, when we're at work and we have an opportunity to share we have an opportunity to, to, uh, uh, to preach the gospel to our friends. And, and how many times do we, we get afraid? 
and reluctant. You know, just simply say, I'm a, I'm a believer, right? I'm a follower of Jesus. I know it's not as dramatic as Peter's denial, but I think we do this as well. I, I, I know clearly times in my life where I felt embarrassed. You know, I, I mean, I, you know, one time, I'll just tell a quick story. Uh, one time I went to NBA, uh, NBA Summer League. They used to have it at Long Beach State. And I went, and, and there was all these competitions. There was a free throw competition. Um, and, you know, they just randomly pick guys out from the crowd. So I went, and I, I won the competition. Uh, and uh, um, so I, I got to go sit in the, in the special section. Um, and the section was actually uh, sponsored by Hooters. And so, you know, I was there. My friend came down. All the, like, all the Hooters girls were there. You know, like, you know, it's like floor seats. And I, I'll be honest, right? The whole time I was, I was saying, please don't ask me what I do for a living. Right? I mean, honestly, I was, please don't ask me what I do for a living. You know, and I just didn't want to have this conversation with, with all these Hooter girls. Uh, funny story, I came home, they gave me like a big swag bag, you know, all this Hooter stuff. And I came home and I said, hey, Lisa, we, we, uh, Lisa and I had just gotten married. And I said, hey, Lisa, look at my swag bag. She goes, throw it away. <laughs> and so I, I threw it away. <laughs> but all, a lot of good stuff in there. But any case, you know, and so I've definitely had those moments, you know. you know. Please don't ask me what I do for a living. And I realized, man, I was embarrassed of my association with Jesus. I'm sure this happens to us all the time. Let's pray today for boldness, right? You know, hopefully you'll have more boldness than I had. In, in, and I, I'm sure I, I can recall so many other moments like that. You know, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let's never deny our Christ for all that he's done for us. Are you Lord God Almighty? 
is the Lamb? Oh, what is the Lamb? for boldness uh, in our witness before the Lord. Let's pray that we will not be ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. And let's pray that when we enter into those moments uh, where we're tempted, let's pray that that courage would come upon us. Uh, let's go before the Lord.
Let's go to our community prayers. Let's pray for our friends and family that are battling through uh, chemo and going through radiation therapy. Let's pray for God's healing. Let's pray for our community that's dealing with illness, but also needs to meet with Jesus. Let's pray for physical healing. Let's pray for the word of salvation. Let's pray for our uh, community dealing with non-cancerous illness, and let's pray for God's healing. Let's pray for our community that's looking for work. Let's pray for open doors and God's provision. Let's go to our mission focus. Uh, let's pray for... Uh, Uh, SPSG and uh, Spin and Spill. Let's ask God to minister uh, through our churches uh, in these, uh, here in Hong Kong and Singapore. Let's pray for our leaders. Uh, let's ask God to really use them in a powerful way. for our prayer and healing uh, ministries IP, the well and the river let's pray for our leaders, our volunteers pray that every time they pray, every people they pray for that God would work in miraculous ways Pray for local outreach, Igape Homey Recreation. Pray for our volunteers. Pray that God really use them to uh, share the message of the cross.
Let's pray for SB 2.0. Let's continue to pray for uh, building resources and a benefactor and continue to uh, ask God to increase the vision fund. Uh, let's pray. Let's pray for House Church tonight, uh, OPR. Let's ask God to bless uh, uh, our leaders there, uh, to really use them, and just to really lead our people closer to Him. our member focus let's pray for Winnie uh, let's pray for good health and joy uh, let's pray for uh, Joseph anointing in the workplace and for God to bless her home family and bring increase uh, let's lift up Pray for Grace Sim for campus revival in Poly U and, and universities in Hong Kong and China. Pray for breakthrough in work and family salvation and moving, and uh, wisdom for research, teaching, and managing family. Uh, let's lift up Grace. Let's pray for Karina Lee. Pray for open doors uh, to opportunities. Huh? thank you uh, for your word today, God. Uh, we thank you that your word is life, Lord. Father, we ask, God, uh, that, that we would, in every opportunity, Lord, that you give to us, we would take a hold of that, God, and we'd share the message of the cross. Help us not to be ashamed of the gospel, not to be ashamed of our association with you or with this church, God. Lord, come and help us, Lord. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Lord, give us words to speak, the right attitudes, God, the right heart. I thank you, Lord. Lord, continue to watch over us and our last day of our fast. Give us strength, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Uh, let's do as we've been doing. Let's uh, get together with somebody. Uh, let's pray. Uh, let's continue to pray. Uh, pray for one another. Uh, share requests. And let's continue to pray for Addie. 
for Hazel, for Isaac. Uh, uh, this week, by the way, this week we have EMP all week long. Uh, the change is happening on February 1, right? So all through January we'll still meet. In February we're going to change. I forgot to say that.
Fearful path for 